0: Hey everyone, welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. If you didn't already, my name is Amanda and I'm a 21 year old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I create content on YouTube, Instagram. I also do this podcast and I do a lot of freelance work on the side. I currently go to school full time at Concordia University in communications and I also work part time and then I have many, many things going on on the side. This podcast is really about talking about the things that we women go through behind businesses, how we got there, how we got to the success that we're experiencing right now and just not all the good stuff that you only hear about. I want to talk about the bad stuff, the good stuff, everything in between. So on today's episode we have someone named Heather Boyd who is a creator. She creates on YouTube and Instagram. She also sells her own art and she's very very successful from what I've already learned about her. We live in the same city and we've met at multiple events so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview and to just learn more about her and find another creator to love so without further ado if you're interested in learning about heather don't go anywhere so
1: hey everyone welcome back to the podcast today i have heather with us um, so would
2: you like to start by just giving us an introduction about you? Sure. So my name is Heather Boyd and I do a lot of different things. I've been making wire art jewelry for 30 years and originally started selling jewelry on the streets of Montreal and kind of more through different stages of doing wholesale craft shows. And now I sell exclusively online on Etsy. Interesting. Um, so something that I'd like to ask everyone
1: before we actually get into it Where do you see yourself in the next five years?
2: Wow. So, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of changes in the last few years just uh, because I've always done a lot of teaching. And so now I'm doing a lot of teaching online on YouTube. And this is definitely something I want to do more of. And I have... um... I've built my channel. It started 10 years ago and it was slow to start, but now since I've niched down into buyer art and jewelry, I really would like to do just grow the channel a lot bigger. Of course, goals mm-hmm. 100K subscribers, yeah. but we'll see well, how I've that seen, goes. Like, compared <laughs> to like last year and this year, like you've grown quite a lot. Quite a bit. And I think it's thanks to, you know, having done that niching yeah. down thing. And the other thing that's helped me a lot is I'm building a community on Facebook. Okay. And so I have a, a Facebook a group a private group of 3,000 uh, members now people that watch the videos and okay. then they share photos of their work and that's something I really would love to expand and I think my goal would be if I want to sort of set some you know really interesting goals I'd love to do some traveling and okay. do some hands-on workshops and meetups with people that actually watch my videos yeah, that'd be cool. and then go in and actually work with them on the spot
1: yeah you said how um, you do like kind of teaching
2: videos mm-hmm. um
1: do you like so it's like teaching as in like you show them how to do it or is it like an actual like do they pay for the class or like what is it like
2: yeah so right now what i do is i do free tutorials on youtube and uh, there was at one point a few years ago that i was actually approached by a company that had an online teaching platform okay. it was called curious.com okay. And they still exist. And for a while I was putting up, I had my own channel there and I was doing videos and I was getting a decent revenue from it, but then they changed their revenue model to a membership program. So I wasn't getting paid per course or lesson anymore. And I found it wasn't really, wasn't worth my while at all.
1: Makes sense. Yeah.
2: So now I'm just, uh, I have my channel monetized, which is great. And I'm building my mailing list. So eventually if I do want to offer a course, I do have a course. It's, it's not super professional but occasionally people will buy it it's just a a sort of a collection of private videos and pdfs that people can buy but eventually if I do want to start like a course or a program or even a membership program I am I'm building the list so that's that's what they say now it's important to do is to build your own email list yeah I've
1: never I've heard like a lot of people talking about like doing a mailing list but I don't actually know
2: like what it is yeah so yeah. into that yeah well it's it's actually pretty easy to do i do it on mailchimp it's okay. uh, it's free for now because i don't have enough subscribers yeah. but i think it's worthwhile because it's just people will opt in and you could give them like a free little ebook or something okay. and then and then you just collect emails so i think i have maybe 200 people on the list which isn't huge but, but it's still it's something. not bad yeah. it's a start
1: yeah um so how did you initially get started in the process of doing wire art
2: yeah so the wire art uh, i 've always done um, different kinds of art. Yeah. I grew up weaned on arts and crafts. I just love painting yeah. crafts, all this type of thing and then i I went to school I studied fine art at the University of Guelph. And I did mostly drawing and painting and a bit of graphic art as well. So then I worked in graphic art in Toronto for about a year um, when I first graduated. And I hated my boss so much. And I loved the work. I loved the creative work. But my boss was terrible. I didn't like Toronto. It was very expensive. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Montreal and started uh, selling on the street. Like just okay. selling I was making these little weird hand painted buttons and and accessories and different things, and I didn't do very well that summer, yeah. but at the end of the summer, I met my now husband, who was making wire bicycles, okay, and so he sort of introduced me to the medium, and then I just did my own spin on it, and uh, now we run sort of our family business where we're we're both selling things online that's so cool yeah, so you guys met. From doing art, yeah,
1: like selling that's cool. on the street. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. um, so, when did you take the shift into like creating content and like starting your YouTube and selling online and all that?
2: Yeah, so the probably it was around the same time that I started selling on Etsy. I started in two thousand eight and i guess a couple years later i started on youtube um doing videos and really my first video was just a a tour of my dining room table where i do my work and then i gradually started doing um, some diy videos and etsy was slow to start because it's like any social media platform you really have to find your niche yeah So when I first started Etsy, I was doing all kinds of like weird earrings and pins and different Mm -hmm. things. And then when we started putting my husband's little wire bikes online, uh, we had a client that said that she was going to use it as a wedding cake topper. And I thought that was such a great idea. So then as soon as we discovered that, we really niched down into doing wedding cake toppers. And then that's when our our online started shop picking started picking up, yeah. picking up because because of that.
1: Well, I saw you posted a video how you paid your mortgage with yes. your Etsy sales. So. You want to talk a bit about that?
2: Yeah, so that's exactly what happened. It was the the time that we put up a little tandem bike on our on our yeah. in our Etsy shop. And this client got back to us and said she put it on her cake and that's when, you know, we decided to do all kinds of custom orders for for the cake toppers and within a couple of years, uh, we were able to actually pay our mortgage because the sales were so good. That's That's great. So what's your favorite part of creating content? Oh wow, so so I have to admit sometimes sitting down to actually do it, I really drag my tail with it. Like insane. I find it really hard just to sit down and start. Yeah. So what I've been doing recently is batch filming so I'll do four four videos at once and then I'm good for a month and I just find the whole setup and everything it just takes time Um, my favorite part is developing new designs like that's I thrive on that and what I really love these days is I do live streams yeah so every Wednesday I'll sit down and do a live stream and usually it's uh, someone in the Facebook group that has an idea of what they uh, something they want to try and so I'll work out in front of people new designs for different things that and always I go on having like basically never tried it before mm-hmm. like I'm there as sort of like just just to troubleshoot ideas from A, A to Z and okay. people like that because I fail all the time like yeah. I'll, you know I'll drop things I'll break things and uh, things won't work out but they love sort of being on the you know in within that yeah, like process. the process behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. and then I use their feedback and I give them kudos, you know, when I use their ideas yeah. and stuff as that's well. Cool. So you
1: have like is do you notice like the same people coming to watch the live stream every week? Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a lot of the same people and a lot of the same people that are in the group. Okay. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's fun. What inspires you the
1: most when you're creating your content?
2: Uh well I think it's basically the I basically the people in the community mm-hmm. i think that's really what what inspires me the most is is i've always liked helping people yeah and i even remember when i first was in montreal i remember other artisans you know i was going out of my way to try to help them and to come up with ideas for yeah. them and and it's funny because i used to face a lot of resistance like i found people people's egos get in the way yeah. and they don't they they don't like being told what to do and I wouldn't approach it in a way that you know you should you have to do this it's just like oh here's an idea why don't you try it but I found there was a lot of resistance with that but the nice thing about the internet is you know if there are people that don't like that fine you know there's billions of people out there so but I find that there's a lot of people that resonate with that and they want to help and they want to help each other yeah so that's 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 great
1: So we kind of spoke about this briefly, but how did you decide to like start selling on Etsy? What
2: made you start selling Originally? Um, I think it was possibly a friend of mine that told me about it. I'm not sure. Like I was a little slow to get a computer to begin with. Okay and I remember it was my friend Gary who's a techie guy and he's into marketing and stuff and and at the time I think we were mostly doing craft shows okay. and wholesale and it was Gary that said to us guys you got to get a computer like what's going on yeah. here and so he actually went out and found us a second-hand computer and set us up with it and all that and then shortly after I discovered Etsy and decided to to try it okay yeah awesome.
1: cool. so is content creating and selling your products your Only job or do you do other things?
2: It's it's my only job now. And over the years, uh I've had my sort of ups and downs. Like for a while wholesale was my hundred percent job and then craft shows and then there was a lot of lean years during the you know, the recessions and all that type of thing. And so at that time I did various jobs. I worked in daycare, I did cleaning jobs, which I actually really liked. (laughs) It was very meditative and one of my favorite jobs was was doing Cleaning, even housekeeping I did when I was younger. Um, And then teaching, I would do gigs at schools and libraries, teaching kids how to do arts and crafts and stuff. So That's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, What's your biggest goal that you've ever achieved?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's uh, I mean, paying our mortgage was pretty big. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I think just reaching so many people online has been a really, uh, you know, it's not a fixed goal, because Mm -hmm. of course, it's always changing, you know, the first, you know, 1000 subscribers, 10,000, and then just reaching all these people. And so I think I think my goals are constantly in evolution, okay. and um, just connecting with amazing people. You know, I've always, I've always uh, loved that, yeah. and and going to events and meeting people, and and I remember like going to Playlist Live. Yeah. I, I, I met uh, uh, Granny Potty Mouth. Yes, and I'd never heard of her before. Me either until then. I and, yeah, and then I happened. I I saw her talk. I think it was after your talk yeah. or something. I found it really cool, and then just you know how the universe. Works when I was going out for breakfast. She just happened to be there, so Mimi and I sat down with yeah. her and we talked. And it's just one of these examples of meeting random people that touch your life, and they could be celebrities or not, and yeah. it doesn't really matter. But you just you're just connecting with these incredible yeah. people. There's so many people to meet online that you wouldn't even like imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Oh no. It's um, would you like? We were talking about how you do like court like. You would want to do courses and stuff. Did mm-hmm. you ever think about starting an ebook or like selling an ebook? Because my boyfriend was talking to me about this the other day. Mm-hmm. He was like, you should start an ebook. Okay. And I was looking up on it, and like a lot of people have made like over a hundred k just by selling like five dollar ebooks. So would you ever really consider like doing that
2: to either talk about um, your journey or anything yeah. like that? Actually, it's a wonderful idea, and I would love to write a book. Right now, I have a free mini ebook that okay. I give as an opt in. But the idea of expanding it, um, I think what I would need at this point is a is a business like or a, a writing coach. And uh-huh. I actually know a woman that I'm interested. I might I might connect with her and do something with her. But to me, the challenge is combining ideas. Like I put together a comic book. Yes, at, at, a, yeah, at Christmas time, and uh, and that's like a whole other aspect yeah. of what I do that I love as well because yeah. it's like this subculture. And I would love to somehow combine the comic book with motivation okay. tips for entrepreneurs, and but with my own sort of weird, mm-hmm. quirky sense of humor. So okay. I think what I need is a coach to help me figure yeah. it out how to do it. Well, you could do like
1: um, a comic book style ebook. That would be cool and different. That would be interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do you want to
1: talk a bit about like the comic? comics that you do because i saw you have a separate instagram for comics yes so do you want to talk about that
2: yeah well the comics has been quite a trip because i originally i was writing comics years ago Mm -hmm. i and and i would literally write one comic a year like when i would go to my parents cottage something weird would happen and i would do a handwritten comic about it like draw it out bring it to the photocopy shop photocopy it and then there was one time I'd have these conversations with Mimi with my yeah. daughter all the time, and they'd be just weird mother daughter conversations yeah. and and then I said, "Oh, I'm just gonna start making little four panel comics mm-hmm. with these with these conversations and so I was posting them on instagram okay. and just for fun, you know and didn't have many people following the account or anything and then at one point i did a video on youtube how i make the comics yeah. just for fun and someone commented underneath oh your comics are really popular on reddit And i'm like "Hmm, oh, that's interesting yeah. and so i went onto reddit and i found out that all these comics had gone viral oh on reddit gosh. and people were like insulting me and bashing me and all this stuff and i've but I've got such a sense of humor. I was laughing. Yeah. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard, like these these hater comic types yeah. of things, uh, comments. And so I ended up doing an AMA on Reddit, like okay. ask me anything. And all these people hopped on board and I said, look, guys, I don't know what an AMA yeah. is, but I'll just, you know, just want to say that these comics are just like weird storytelling, yeah. you know, quirky day-to-day things. And everybody's like, <gasps> Oh, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to hurt you, yeah. and all this stuff. And now all these people that were, you know, doing these comments yeah. and stuff—they're all like my friends on on Instagram. So, it's so funny how it so went like 360, 360, yeah. and and it could. And it's funny because I was interviewed for a podcast by this guy. Um, he has a meme page, okay. and so he has a podcast as well. And we talked about this, how this happened, because that's how yeah. he found me was on on Reddit. And he said, yeah, there's this whole thing called this Barbra Streisand effect, okay. which is what happened was Barbara Streisand, somebody had posted a photo of her, um, house on the internet yeah. or something and she got all uptight about it and like upset and caused a big stink and then and what happened was people started making memes and things about uh, yeah. her because she made a stink out of it yeah. so the whole idea of the more you resist something like the worse it's gonna get right yeah so uh so yeah so that's funny
1: what would you say is your biggest inspiration
2: Oh my goodness! I have I have a few. Uh, I always shout out my daughter to start, Mimi, because yeah. if it wasn't for her, I might never have gone on YouTube. She was the one that started on YouTube. We do a lot of creative things together. Yeah. I love her. She's like you, you know. She's fearless about putting things yeah. out there and just you know getting getting things. Uh, you just trying things, you yeah, know, to see exactly. if they work. So for sure her, and then I have a couple of mentors like uh, Sunny Lenarduzzi is my YouTube mentor and I really admire what she's done and and how she uses YouTube as a business tool—it's yeah. so interesting—and also Gabby Bernstein, who's a she's a, a sort of a, she calls herself the spirit junkie, okay. and she uh, does a lot of motivational things, talks a lot about um, you know the universe providing and law of attraction and all yeah. that thing, and and I did her her in-person uh, training in, okay. in New York City. She's really cool. interesting,
1: yeah. So those three. Uh, so those three, yeah. I see that you're attending Social Media North
2: this May. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, so I want to, first of all, thank you for letting me know about it because (laughs) I only found out about it because uh, you'd posted on Twitter that you were going to be a a featured guest. And so when I looked up the event, I thought that's so interesting that there's actually a Canadian conference for social media and i was really uh, i was really super interested because i love the variety of like people of my generation and younger also yes. younger influencers as well and i had recognized a few of the names from people that i'd seen at previous conferences because yeah. i had actually a few years ago gone to some blogging conferences yeah bliss dom and the social media conference the be connected conference and Mm -hmm. i saw that there was a lot of uh, a bit of overlap with the two and i thought this is wonderful because i was so disappointed when those other conferences stopped running and i thought this is great this is you know to get and to get on the ground floor of something like this i think it's it's wonderful so i'm super excited to be going yeah
1: it's kind of soon actually Like, like when i bought like when i when i thought about it in December and everything. I was like, oh, it's next year, it's so far, but like it's literally in five months. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. I'm so excited. Um last thing I have to ask you is how do you feel about YouTube at the moment since there's like a whole stigma on the platform about the algorithm and people not seeing people that subscribe to videos and their box and everything how do you mm-hmm. feel about that whole thing
2: well i know uh the the one particular thing that i know is um the whole new thing about having to mark your videos as made for kids yes and i know my friend jackie who's the nerdy crafter she done a whole video mm-hmm. about that too because it's wickedly affects her channel because she's doing, even though she's not necessarily directing her videos at kids, she's using craft kits and and things that are considered made for kids in her videos. And so it's very unfortunate for people like that, that are, you know, they're not trying to market to kids necessarily. Like her, her, she's got an adult, uh, you know, adult viewership. So I think that's very sad that they yeah. haven't come up. Like, it seems to be, like, a black or white type yeah, of thing. They yeah, haven't sure. come up with a with a happy medium for that. And actually, what I d- ended up doing was, because I was so afraid of that, I deleted all my videos that were made, like, jewelry made with Lego, yeah. uh, anything with the dolls, any of that stuff.
1: I just, I said, yeah. just take I it off. I saw that, like, if you don't mark it the way that YouTube thinks it should be marked, like, yeah. your whole channel could be taken down and everything. Oh so it's, God. like, really, like, yeah. I, none of my videos kind of, like... You don't Our have four any, kids. Yeah. But like when I was reading it and like answering the questions, I was like, I don't even know what to put because I'm too yeah. scared to like put something and they don't be wrong.
2: And then like, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. So it's unfortunate. Well, that's it. And like I said, even. Even ones that I had done, you know, jewelry, say, with Lego, I just took them down because it's just, it's going to be considered made for kids. So, and I know a lot of these people that are in that situation are hopping over more to Patreon and Mm -hmm. other platforms where, so they'll be, and they virtually won't be posting much at all on YouTube anymore. Have you tried
1: using Patreon?
2: I did. I actually had a Patreon account and I had a few uh, patrons, Mm -hmm. but I found it was so much, um, it was so much... um, I had to babysit it all yeah. the time, and yeah. I just, I decided it was not worthwhile for me, no, me to use too. it. Yeah. I had one for
1: a bit, and, like, I had, like, a few people that were, like, giving patrons, I guess they yeah. But, like, it was so hard to, like, keep posting yeah. things for them and everything, and I just, like, I felt bad if I missed something. Yeah. So I was, like, you know what, like.
2: Just, it's not. Yeah, I don't it's think it's worth it for, it. for the little for like, amount. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I was,
1: like, someone that had, like, 100 patrons or something, then I'd yeah. be, like, okay, like, it'd be worth it, but, like. Since there was, I only had like four or five, yeah. so I was like, to maintain it all the time was really difficult.
2: Yeah, no, I think there are other, other more uh, uh, easier ways to yes, make money sure. than that.
1: <laughs> uh, my last question is: Do you have any words of advice for any aspiring artists out there who want to start selling
2: their work on the internet? yeah well it's interesting that you asked that question because i've actually just started a another facebook group for people interested in selling jewelry online uh called the wire art and jewelry online sellers group just because i wanted to keep it separate from my other group is more that inspirational group and one of my biggest advices is just to start you know and that's always been my motto uh it's the name of my blog start by starting and I really feel that if you don't try it, uh, you'll never know. And so like for Etsy, with it, Etsy, for example, it doesn't cost a lot to list yeah. items, so why not try it? And now there's so many platforms, even Facebook, you can yeah. sell on Facebook. Yes. Uh, you can put up things on Instagram and sell through it. People can email you, PayPal yeah. you, whatever. So there's so many possibilities just to, just to try it. Yeah. So I think if, as long as you just get your feet wet, uh look at what other people are doing um you know type in google what you want to sell or what you want to do and then you'll get all kinds of different ideas for things um
1: so basically that is the end would you like to tell everyone where they can find you on YouTube, Instagram?
2: Yes, yeah, so uh, on uh, Insta- Instagram, I had three Instagrams. Yes. One is Heather Boyd Wire, which is my wire work. Heather Boyd Blog is just random, you know, adventures in yes. Montreal and food. And Heather Boyd Comics. Uh, YouTube is Heather Boyd Wire. Same on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Pinterest. And um, that's pretty well it. Uh, I have a website, heatherboydwire.com, and my blog, startbystarting.tv. You can find my my podcast there. Perfect. Well, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank
1: you. And I'm looking forward to see you in May again.
2: Me too. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Thanks.